0: It's an eagle. It's a jet. It's It's the the goddamn jet.
1: What's up, Kurt? We're here with our uh, 10Q.
0: Yeah, it's our first quarterly report of the season, in which Dave and I will be giving our playoff projections of the six teams in the AFC and the six teams in the NFC, ranked from first seed to sixth seed. Exactly.
1: Always important for investors to have good time quarterly information, right?
0: Exactly. Alright, so you want, in... you want
1: to get started? What do you think of the games this week, by the way?
0: A lot of underdogs mm-hmm. won this past week. But yeah, very good football. It was a good weekend. A lot was shown. A lot of teams
1: get... were exposed, too, like the Rams. I definitely had them winning that game, and they got exposed a little bit on defense by the Buccaneers.
0: I agree with that. I also think some teams showed that they can be consistent, like the Jaguars. They look good.
1: Yeah, my boy, Gardner, miss you.
0: Loving the stash. Okay, Dave, which side would you like to start on, the AFC or the NFC? I feel like it's
1: just natural to go AFC.
0: Sounds good to me. You want to go 1 to 6 or 6 to 1?
1: Uh let's go 1 to 6 cuz I feel like there'll be less suspense.
0: Okay, that sounds good to me. So, would you want to start or should I start? Uh you got it. Okay. As you can see, my first overall seed is the New England Patriots. Best defense in the NFL. One of the easiest schedules in the NFL. They're my number one seed at fourteen and two this year. What do you think about that, Dave?
1: Yeah, no arguments there. I actually have them because they lost to the Bills narrowly, escaped with a victory. I still think that if Josh Allen didn't go out of that game, uh, they been picking the Bills last week. But I had them fourteen and two before that game. Now I have them fifteen and one. And mm-hmm. you are actually gonna like the team that I have beating them. It's the Philadelphia Eagles in a rematch of the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But yeah, I think they're gonna roll fifteen and one. Uh, September is usually the time to get the Patriots if you if you could get them. They have the Chiefs on their schedule. They have Houston. They have Baltimore. I think they'll pick up wins in all three of those games. So they're my number one seed
0: the only game I see them really losing the three tough contests are against the eagles the the cowboys and the chiefs mhm um my number 2 seed i have the kansas city chiefs obviously i have them strolling right in behind the patriots at 13 and 3
1: yeah I have the same exact record same one too.
0: It, I feel like those two are self-explanatory and we don't really need to dive in as to why we picked them to be where they are.
1: Yeah, barring any injuries, great coaching, good great rosters. Let's go on to the uh, teams that won't get a buy in the AFC. I think these will be a little bit closer.
0: So for my three seed, I have the Baltimore Ravens at at 10-6. and six. I think this week was a wake up call for them and that they're going to be able to bounce back. What do you think about that, Dave?
1: I actually have the Ravens at 10 and 6, too, but I have them missing the playoffs at 10 and 6. I have the Browns making it as my three seed at 10 and 6 as well. The difference will be they won this game in week four and they'll win their next matchup. I think it, if my memory serves me correct, it's week 17. So that'll be for or week 16. It's one of those late divisional December games. I think the Browns pull that one out and they take the division narrowly 10 and 6.
0: Week 16. Week 16?
1: Yeah. I knew one of those. And then they both probably have either the Steelers or the Bengals week 17. So really, whoever wins that, uh, that game, the division. The difference is going to be. The difference is going to be that the Ravens play the first-place schedule. The Browns play a third-place schedule. They The Browns miss the Patriots this year. They miss – they don't have to play the The Browns week.
0: do play the Patriots this year.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: They play them two weeks, three weeks. Oh, well, I misspoke, but I still have the
1: Browns going 10-6, and six, making the playoffs.
0: I understand that. It makes sense. It was a close one here, but I just think the Browns are too high and too low. They're too inconsistent for me.
1: That's they. They haven't proven you wrong on that so far. So,
0: yeah. Okay, let's go to my four seed, uh, AOC South. I got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nice and nine, the record nine and seven.
1: Okay, <laughs> I have the, I wanted to pick the Jaguars. I have them finishing eight and eight tied with the Texans for second in the division and I have the Colts finishing 9-7. and seven. I still think there's way too I know that they had a, a trap game loss to the Raiders last week but I still think there's way too much talent and uh, Jacoby Brissett's a better quarterback than he showed last week. I still think they sneak out at 9-7 and seven, but this is going to be a tight division a game here and there could mean the difference
0: You're not wrong it's. But I'm
1: glad you're you're buying the Jacksonville Coolaid.
0: What, Dave? I'm
1: glad you're buying the Jacksonville Coolaid. They they're a fun team to watch.
0: I don't know. I think their defense is really good, and I think their schedule is very soft.
1: Now, do you think that they go back to Nick? Because Nick Foles' injury was only a six or seven week injury. He didn't have to go on IR. Do you think that they go back to him, or do they have to ride with Gardner Mishu with all the popularity that's picked up?
0: Depends on how... It depends on how... Hmm. That's a good question. It depends on how he does. I think
1: there... Or or does Nick Foles potentially uh, vulture another another playoff start if uh misshu gets injured and has them in the playoffs already. Just like he did with Carson Wentz.
0: I think anything's possible with Nick Foles. I think he's a solid starter, but nothing great in the NFL. The point the point is I think we're missing is as well as Gardner Manshuda has played it still has been their defense that has won them these past two games. That's true. But he
1: also has had a couple big drives late in games. Yeah. It's pretty impressive how he brings his team together and does it.
0: Reminds me of Russell Wilson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Dave. My five seed. We're both high on them. It's the Buffalo Bills.
1: Do we have any uh, – I agree with you, I have them as my five seed too, 11-5. Uh, do do we know if Josh Allen's playing again this week? Again, it's only Tuesday, but uh, that, that could be a, that could be a tough loss to the Titans if they're if they end up starting Matt Barkley.
0: I do not know if they're playing, but either way, I do not have them lose.
1: Did you think the hit on hit on uh, Allen was dirty?
0: I don't know if he should have been ejected. Two hundred sixty pound quarterback, so he's not your normal brittle quarterback running the football. Yeah, not by any means. But the hit was still kind of dirty. But if you really look at the Bills' schedule these next couple of weeks, weeks, for the rest of the season, they play the Patriots, the Titans without Josh Allen, the Eagles, and the Cowboys, and the Ravens. That's five tough games. I have the Bills finishing at 10-6.
1: I agree. Uh, we both have them in the same spot. Besides the Jaguars, we've been pretty much the same. Who do you have for your sixth seed?
0: Because this was, this was tough for me. I have the Colts at 9-7. and seven.
1: Okay, well we know I have the Colts in at number 4. I have the Chargers in at 10-6 and six in the fifth seed. I mean sixth seed. With the Ravens missing at 10-6. Because I think they have a matchup in there. And I think I have the Chargers beating them. And then I have the Jets missing at 9-7. All contingent on Sam Darnold coming back healthy. But they're missing at
0: 9-7. I have the Colts at 9-7. And I have them in the 9-7 spot. Because they won more division games than the Chargers and the Browns who also finished
1: 9-7. Okay.
0: Yeah, the the...
1: The Colts owned that division the last couple of years. Pretty much since. Well, actually, probably more than a couple of years. Um, if you look back to Peyton Manning, I'm sure they always had five, six wins against their division every year.
0: Exactly. They've don't, owned it for a while. I just think they're not going to be able to beat the Jags. They already, I think, did they lose to the Jags once already? I have the this.
1: I don't think that they played. I know they had the game against the Titans. I think that's their only divisional game so far.
0: Does Melvin Gordon coming back make you feel some type of way about the Chargers, Dave? I think it'll definitely help them, but
1: their their problems haven't really been uh with the running game. They got pretty good production out of Eckler and uh whenever Justin Jackson spared him, he, he did a pretty solid job too. Their their problems are on the defensive end, they don't have their best defensive player. And they have injuries all over the place. But I think they'll get it right. They still they still have a very talented team, a good a very good pass rush. I think they have just enough to sneak into the playoffs. You want to jump over to the NFC side?
0: Yes, that's perfect. That is fine with me.
1: All right, I'll start on this side since you started on the AFC. With my number one seed, a first-round bye and home field throughout the playoffs. We know it's tough to beat them at home. We saw it on Sunday night the New Orleans Saints coming in at thirteen and three. They don't care that they don't have Drew Brees. They changed up the offense. They made it a little bit simpler. They added some of uh the off schedule type of plays like uh sweeps and stuff. But their game anyway is is predicated on screens So the tight ends, to the running backs, uh bubble screens to the receivers. That's something that Teddy Bridgewater could do. He won't he won't lose games for this team. And I think they go up they go on without uh Skipping a beat, thirteen and three, first round by number one seed.
0: I I also have my number one seed at thirteen and three in the NFC. but my number one seed lost this past week in their home stadium against my Eagles. I have the I have the Packers, the Green Bay Packers. They're deep. The Packers. The Packers. Their defense has played well this year. Aaron Rodgers is still elite, and I don't I don't see them dropping many games to anyone in this upcoming season, including they're going to beat Dallas this upcoming week. Bold prediction.
1: Tune in Thursday to hear some more picks. Yeah. Who do you have for number two?
0: Number two, I have the New Orleans Saints. Okay. At 12 and four. I think they might drop a game without Drew Brees there, and that's the only difference between them and the Packers. That's fair.
1: At at two, I have the Cowboys coming in at eleven and five. I still think that they're a very talented team. It'll be tight between them and the Rams for that last uh, for that second bite in the NFC, but I think that the, that they'll sneak through. Because they, they do have an easier division. When it's all said and done, they'll have two games against the Giants, two games against the Redskins, while the Rams have to play in Seattle, in San Francisco, against a very exciting and dangerous uh Cardinals team. So I think they'll have like you said about the about uh the Colts and the AFC winning winning the spot because of divisional wins, I think it's the same thing. With the Rams, I mean, with the Cowboys in the NFC.
0: So I'm assuming that means you have the Rams as your third seed. Yes, sir. Both are 11 and five. My third seed is 12 and four, and it's the 49ers riding their hot streak.
1: Yeah, you love this team,
0: Dave. It's my pick, man. I think they're going to do really well. They're three and zero. They're going to go beat oh, Brown's team coming off a of high this upcoming week. Baker's already signing his next shoe deal or something like that, not paying attention. And he's going to throw three picks this week. Three picks. Three picks. Yeah, that'll
1: probably lose them the game.
0: Yeah.
1: You, so you have three teams winning 12 games in the NFC? I do. You might... I'm, I'm very uh... – I don't have many bad teams in the NFC besides the Redskins and the Cardinals. I only have four wins right now. But other than that, I don't. I feel like the NFC is going to be a little bit tougher than we expected, at least from what we've seen. I know it's early in the season, but.
0: I think because I it's early in the season, teams are just going to start rolling. I don't know. That could always happen. I think one thing is the 49ers. Defense is great right now, which is supposed to be the weak point of their team with Kyle Shanahan as coach. Which means I think the offense will pick up, and eventually they're going to start. they roll out like eight eight straight wins at one point.
1: We'll see. I I definitely. Uh, I we'll get we'll get to it. I have them in the playoffs, but. <laughs>
0: For, for my four seed, I have the Dallas Cowboys at eleven and five.
1: No surprises there. So I get, I think the only, the only division. Well, I have the Packers at four at nine and seven. So I think the only division leader that we disagree on in the NFC is the Rams and Forty ers
0: Nine and seven.
1: Yeah, dude, this division is going to be a dog fight. The, the Vikings will win their home games, drop their road games like we've seen all season. The Lions are – did you see what they did to the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes? They had that game in their pocket. They held Mahomes to no touchdowns. This team is no joke. Yeah. Matt Patricia did something right, changing the culture. I don't know what, what he did, but – the the lions are going to be tough the bears are always a tough defensive team i actually have all four teams with a winning record packers vikings and bears all at 9 and 7 the lions at 8 7 and 1 this is going this division's going to come down to home wins and the packers already beat the bears at home and i give them that win uh late in the season in in Green Bay against the Bears, so they're gonna take the division at nine and seven. But this division is gonna be fun to watch and very irritating for fans.
0: Hmm. That's that's a bold prediction. Nine I mean, and it's, seven. it's it's kind
1: of uh it's been the MO for this division the last couple of years though.
0: Yeah it has.
1: The teams so, play each other tough.
0: So in your fifth seed, do you happen to have the Philadelphia Eagles?
1: No, Kurt, I do not. I have both my wild card teams coming from out west with the 49ers and Seahawks and the Eagles falling short at 9-7. and seven. I well, wanted to try to fit them in there. I just couldn't.
0: What record do the 49ers and Seahawks have?
1: Uh, They both have 10 and 6. Wow. Yeah. What do you got for your wild card teams?
0: Well, I have the Eagles at 11 and 5. So you're doing a
1: full turnaround on the Eagles after this Packers win because you were – the last time we spoke, you, you kind of had doubts about them making a playoff run.
0: I did, but the Packers win was huge. They did look pretty impressive, especially saying I think Packers are the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And then for my sixth seed, I also I have the Rams at nine and seven. Nine, so
1: that's a big drop off for them.
0: I do, and I have the Bears and the Seahawks chasing them. My biggest issue. The reason I think that the NFC North is going to slack is because I think the Vikings are going to implode on themselves with Kirk Cousin as their quarterback. And I think the Detroit Lions will find a way to not make it and lose games when it comes down to it. Just because history has shown that.
1: That's true. Yeah, the the Lions, their schedule... Kind of knowing how they were last year with big wins against like the the Patriots, I have them winning games like that and then dropping games against like I don't even know who they play. Maybe like the Broncos. So it's gonna be it's gonna be trap losses like that that really hold the Lions back. But they'll be competitive all year, barring injury.
0: I agree with that. But if you really think about the Lions schedule, week one. If Arizona Arizona hits that field goal, Lions lose. They don't get that tie.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What was it? Who'd they play? Week two, they play the Chargers in a three-point game. And Chargers should have won that game. Week three, Eagles, wide receiver, ball goes right through his hands at the one-yard line. They end up winning that game. This team... Is three plays away from being 0- oh and four. Yeah, but that's how sometimes that's how it
1: starts. You pick up some close games, and then you start to really come together. It doesn't matter how you win them. The records, what, the record is what the record is. They're also a play away from being uh, three four. They're also two plays away from being four and zero oh if they got the plays against the Cardinals and the Chiefs. So you could put it both ways. The fact that they've played the Chiefs, Eagles, and Chargers close after tying week one, I think that shows a lot about this team. I certainly didn't expect them to be close in at least two or three of those games.
0: They have a very tough back half of the schedule, though.
1: Hence why I have them eight, seven, and
0: one. Okay, David. Hmm. This upcoming week, who's going to be your pick for your safety pick? I don't know. I haven't really
1: looked into them, to be honest with you. But uh, you want to do like a, a quarter season awards?
0: I'm down to do quarter season awards.
1: We could do that. Or do you want to keep going with the teams and go into uh, into Super Bowl predictions? I personally think it's too early, but if you want, I have I have a prediction.
0: I'd rather do awards. All
1: right, on you.
0: Rookie of the year.
1: Offensive, or just in general.
0: Offensive.
1: Are you looking for me to answer, or? Uh... Yeah. Gotcha. So, I think the front runner should clearly be Kyler Murray just because of all the hype. He'll be a starter for 16 games. But I wouldn't rule out Josh Jacobs. I love watching this kid run. He came out guns of blazing opening night, killing a Denver Broncos defense that's supposed to be run stop. I don't think he'll win because I think that they'll give it to Kyler Murray unless he loads on himself. But My pick through the first four games would be Josh Jacobs.
0: My Uh, pick through the first four games, hits home to you. Gardner Minshew. Love the guy. Two two, two and one in the games he started. If he leads the Jaguars to the playoffs this year, he's going to win rookie of the year. I believe oh, yeah, I was,
1: act- I was actually going to ask you that until I thought of the Nick Foles question. He ha- If they- he leads the Jaguars to the playoffs, he has to be rookie of the year, right?
0: I think he does. I mean, unless Daniel Jones leads the Giants to the playoffs, I think it has to be him. Because Kyler Murray was going to put up stats, but they're not going to win many games.
1: That's true. And menchu hasn't been bad. He has... I think he had a turnover in each of his first two games, but since then he's been he's been pretty clean. High completion percentage.
0: I agree. Okay, Dave. The D. Roy. The D. Roy. All right, My...
1: actually, it would be interesting if. Minchu does win offensive player of the year because I have the defensive player of the year on the other side of the ball for them. A guy Josh. that a guy that drops a lot of spots. A lot of New Yorkers thought that the Giants should take this guy. Tom Coughlin said that uh, he was shocked he had to jump on the pick once he dropped to him. I have Josh Josh Allen. He's been he's been pretty solid. He has two sacks. They both came three but he also has tackles to go along with that and I think he'll just keep on going. Forcing fumbles.
0: Dave I can't disagree with you. I think he's been by far one of the most productive rookies this year. And he would also be my pick for defensive rookie of the year. So a
1: clean sweep on your on your boards for the Jacksonville Jaguars rookie of the year.
0: I know. Maybe I should have took the 0-2 team to come back as Jacksonville on our previous podcast.
1: Yeah, we lovin- We should get people from Jacksonville to listen to this. They'll love us. Yeah. What do you got for coach of the year? Is it Doug Marone?
0: No. I think Doug Marone is not a good coach, but I'll get back to that. Right now, My coach of the year is Kyle Shanahan.
1: Kansas, Kansas, agree with that one. Undefeated so far.
0: Undefeated. They're gonna have a great year, and I just can't wait to see. Can't wait to see it. Does
1: it hurt his candidacy though if he, if the offense doesn't get rolling and the defense carries them? granted that he was hired to be an offensive guru
0: and uh, not really handle the defense as much. I can see that hurting. But who won coach of the year last year? Oh, boy. Was it Andy Reid? I thought it was Matt Nagy. Yeah, Matt, you're right. And didn't Nagy have one of the similar situations with Chicago where his defense was dominant, but he's supposed to be the offensive guru?
1: That's true, but he also had an inept quarterback playing way above his head.
0: Well, who says Jimmy Garoppolo is is (laughs) apt? That's true. You got a point there. He's turnover prone, Dave. Turnover prone. That's fair.
1: Uh, so, you're going with Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to go with my guy. I talk about him a lot, Sean McDermott. I just love the way he has Buffalo playing.
0: He has the defense playing out of their minds.
1: Mm-hmm. Need to, and he also puts Josh Allen in positions where – He's not gonna he's not gonna hurt them that much. Like he doesn't he does a good job with a second year quarterback who's clearly still growing. I I just love the way he's handling both sides of the ball. He's a phenomenal coach, and he'll get the recognition this year when they make the playoffs.
0: I got I like that pick too. I really do, David. Okay, thanks, buddy. That means a lot. Offensive line, best offensive line.
1: So, this is a group, right? Not like we're not picking a left tackle,
0: correct? A group. I'm, I'm interested to hear your opinion on this one. The best offensive line, I gotta go with the Cowboys.
1: Hard to argue. One through five, they're very good when healthy.
0: They have been playing. Granted, they haven't played anyone great this year, so they've been moving people in the run game. And mm-hmm. they've been keeping Dak. Dak has been one of the least pressured quarterbacks in the NFL. Except for that game
1: on Sunday. Both quarterbacks were running for their lives.
0: Yes, but I, but I believe that New Orleans has one of the greatest home field advantages ever. And I think the communication barrier really hurts teams. There, I don't know if that's so much to skill of the offensive line as much as it is home field advantage.
1: That's true, and they also pull linemen out to get blocking downfield. It's uh, I'm surprised they don't get called for more uh downfield blocks. To be honest, because they have offensive linemen going down on a lot of their passing plays. I don't know why coaches don't point that out cuz what's the rule you can't be out 5 yards from the line of scrimmage, right?
0: I think it's supposed to be I think it's supposed to be 2 yards or 3. I'll look at Yeah, up. they I'll look it up real quick.
1: They definitely have men down down 2 or 3 yards down the field on a lot of their passing plays. Cuz they like to set up those screens.
0: Well, the screen is different. As you pass behind the line of scrimmage, I don't think there's a rule. Hmm. Well, what about
1: at the line of scrimmage? Because it's still a forward pass.
0: Mm, I don't know the rules on that. Yeah, they can't be past three yards before the line of scrimmage. That's true.
1: Okay. Yeah, I actually see the rule, too. So you pick the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the other offensive line from that night. The Saints' offensive line is very well put together. I remember a couple of years ago, they made the trade, trading Jimmy Graham for Max Unger, and their line just came together from there, and it's been protecting Breeze and now Teddy Bridgewater since then. They get, they get pushed. On uh, they get pushed on a lot of runs. Kamara has a lot of room, so does Latavius Murray. Uh, but Cowboys Saints have to be one two in any order that you uh, that you have. I think.
0: I was gonna say the Saints. I think it's pretty obvious they have been the two best offensive lines this year.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the Steelers also one through five are pretty incredible. They they. Won't get the recognition this year just because they don't have that talented a team and they're playing from down a lot. But yeah,
0: Saints and Cowboys can't go wrong with either of those two. Okay, Dave. Who's going to be your defensive player of the year?
1: I want to go with Devin McCourty. The New New England's Patriot, hybrid, corner, safety, nickel, pretty much anything the team needs he's played over the last couple of years he has four ints already but the trend for this award doesn't really go it doesn't really go to people in the secondary unless they're returning them for for touchdowns so i'm gonna go with miles garrett he has six sacks already a couple of penalties which he has to get under control if his team wants to win but the award generally goes to the guy who's making the biggest impact, rushing the quarterback, because that's what the name of the game is now. And besides, Shaquille Barrett, who's having a phenomenal start, Miles Garrett is the best pass rusher in football right now.
0: Do you think that Garrett's penalties could hurt him from getting the award?
1: Not the award, because they won't look at that, but it will. It has hurt his team already because drives that he kills with his penalties, he also reopens up. I mean, he kills with uh, a big sack. He'll reopen it by getting one of those 15-yard personal foul penalties. I don't think it affects how they view him as long as he gets the sack number. Who you got for the defensive player of the year? I also...
0: He plays for the New Orleans Saints. Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, good pick. He's
1: had a tough year, but he really, he really shut
0: down uh, Amari Cooper in that game when he was guarding him. And he was
1: getting he was on
0: him like glue. He's. I haven't watched him much this year, but I haven't seen a corner play that well in a game in a long time since Revis played for the Jets.
1: Yeah, no arguments there. That was that I don't know how they rate corner cornerbacks on a game to game basis, but that, that had to be one of the highest scores of the season. He they said he gets he gets up for uh the big matchups and he really did that this week and he'll keep doing it the rest of the season. Really good pick.
0: Okay, David, what, what award would you like to go next?
1: Offensive player view? Defense,
0: of the year. Outside of a quarterback offense. or including a quarterback? Uh, generally it
1: doesn't go to the same player as doesn't go to the same player who wins MVP. That's just the only criteria I'd say. You can go with a quarterback. I prefer,
0: I'd prefer i I'd prefer to end. do non quarterback and then quarterback.
1: Doesn't change my prediction. So who's your who's scared? your offensive player of the year? Christian McCaffrey. This guy just does it all. He he leads the league in rushing yards right now, but now he has one more yard than Dalvin Cook but he's also invaluable in the, pass, in the passing game, especially without Cam Newton back there with a quarterback who will actually get him the ball in open space. He's just going to put out numbers. I don't know if it necessarily equates to wins, but I I think he's easily going to eclipse uh, 2,500 all-purpose, all-purpose yards. And if he doesn't get the award with that, I don't think he'll ever win the award. What do you think? You there, buddy? Hello? Back. A little technical difficulties there. Uh, so you picked Christian McCaffrey, too.
0: Yes. So I, you think, wanted
1: to...
0: I think he's been the best by far this year at the running back or wide receiver position.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's been phenomenal. So now you... Since so it's not really fun that we picked the same guy, you want to pick another one another player. Name,
0: g- give and me one think. person you think that could compete with McCaffrey. That isn't a quarterback. Right now I'm between Nick Chubb
1: and Cooper Cup. And I think I'll give the edge to Cooper Cup because he's been uh, Goff's favorite target and he's been pretty wild this season.
0: You think a little slot receiver could win the award Offensive Player of the Year? I mean, what
1: running back's going to take over? The guys on the top of the board, Leonard Fournette, had one big game. But other than that, he's been trash. Nick Chubb, same deal, to be honest. Dalvin Cook needs to do it for a full season.
0: And Dalvin Cook.
1: I, I think, yeah, I think you're going to pick Dalvin Cook.
0: I am not going to pick that, Dalvin Cook. But I think the problem with Dalvin Cook is Kirk Cousins can't throw. So they're just going to stack the box. That's true. My pick is going to be someone who hasn't played a game yet this year. Melvin Gordon. He's going to come in. He's going to rush for an insane amount of yards and get just gathered total yards. He's going to average just under 200 a game. And he's going to carry my fantasy team out of the dog hole and into the championship.
1: That is the boldest thing I've heard all year. I have to look up right now. Melvin Gordon odds to win uh, offensive player of the year because it has to be it has to be an outrageous number. In ten, at at best, he comes back with ten games to play. Because I don't think he's playing again this week. They want they want at least two weeks for. Him to uh, get in football. No, they already cleared him for football. Do you really think shape. he can do they it? They
0: said he's back. He's starting this week.
1: Uh, Melvin Gordon, odds of winning offensive player of the year. Uh, it only gives you uh, it only gives you odds for MVP, which I am on here. But that's that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good prediction. It would be cool if it came true.
0: Speaking of MVP, David, mm-hmm. give me your top MVP candidate, not named Mahomes. Oh, Melvin
1: Gordon's a hundred to one to win MVP. Uh-huh. By the way.
0: Maybe maybe I should um, take that.
1: Actually, that's over. Maybe if you're so no. confident about it. So back to MV Not name Mahomes. Not, not named Mahomes. Mahomes. Okay, good because he was gonna. How could you not? We have to talk about Mahomes for a second because like he's he didn't even throw a touchdown pass this week and he was still somehow the most valuable player on the on the field. I think one thing that everyone talks about how great he is, how talented he is, how big an arm he has, but like the guy also knows the game. He knows how to he knows how to affect it. He's a smart guy. No, he's
0: a really good passer. He's by by far the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think he has to win it this year. Then he'll go a couple of years without winning one, kind of like Tom Brady did, like LeBron James did. Because people just get so used to watching how great he is on a week-to-week basis, year-to-year basis. And then he'll he'll always finish runner-up to the guy who's the new hot uh, big-time quarterback. So who's your guy? Outside of Mahomes.
0: My, my guy outside of Mahomes, Mahomes right now has gotta be Carson Wentz.
1: Dude, I 100% agree with you. That's who I was gonna pick. The Eagles have. It's pretty clear if you watch the Eagles games, if they're gonna make the playoffs and be a competitive team, it's gonna be on the arm of Carson Wentz. The guy, the guy is incredible. Against the Falcons, they lost the game, but the way he kept the offense moving after getting knocked down on every other every other snap, it was incredible. He's incredible. He's already won an MVP before
0: came in second. It
1: He won an MVP, came in second because he missed the last four games, right? Yeah. So, I think think you're right. I think he'll come in second again if something happens to Mahomes or if he's just that incredible that people overlook Mahomes. I think he'll be right up there this year.
0: I think once – if the Eagles are going to make the playoffs, he has to be playing at MVP caliber level. Said and done. Or How about you? No Dave, doubt about that. Or did you also choose Mahomes?
1: I was gonna, I was gonna pick Mahomes on Wentz so I guess I'll give you another name. Uh, see, it's tough as going into the season. I wanted to pick Drew Brees, but I don't think he'll have enough, and I don't think they'll utilize him enough when he comes back to get the volume in. I'll go with. I'll I'll give you Philip Rivers. I think the Chargers are in a similar situation as the Eagles. They have they have a better running game, but if they want if they want to be competitive and compete with the Chiefs for the division, <laughs> he has his arm. He still got it. Thirty eight, thirty nine. What about old. Russell Wilson? And I think-
0: he could be a sleeper. Russell Wilson. What do you think about him?
1: I mean, he was, I think he came in third or fourth last year, so he, he'll definitely be up there. Uh, the Seahawks will be a 10 win team. But again, I think people just, because Russell Wilson gives you the same numbers every year, and what that hurts, recency bias hurts you in the, not recency bias, but, uh, When you're consistent, it ends up hurting you in the MVP candidacy. So I think I put Russell Wilson in there because he gives you the same year year in and year out. I
0: agree with that. And his stats aren't off the charts. He just does what it takes to win.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like if you watch Russell Wilson play, play after play, you see him as an MVP. But if you just look at the box score after you say, oh, how did the Seahawks pull this game out? With that performance, but
0: yeah, okay, Dave. I think
1: MVP is a boring race, today. it is a
0: boring race with my playing. Any other awards you want to give out, Dave?
1: Um, I don't want to give an executive of the year award, I feel like it's too uh. I don't know. Who would you give an executive of the year award? Who had a phenomenal draft this year? It's too early to even tell them. I mean, if Daniel Jones ends up having the Giants as a winning team, Dave Gettleman's going to be a lock for it. Other than that, I really don't know.
0: I would say the 49ers GM. But I don't okay. even know yeah, about sort of that because they've been yep. tanking for years, so they have to be good. I don't know. Maybe yeah. the Packers GM bring that defense together. That is my pick.
1: Okay. Yeah, the Packers have been pretty shitty on defense for the last couple of years. And, yeah, I guess he had, a, had to have a couple good picks, a couple good pickups. To get them back on the on the track, I like I like that prediction, especially if you have them going thirteen and three. Yeah.
0: Okay, Dave. I think it's time for us to sign out. Mm-hmm.
1: Talk to you Thursday with some uh. Week five Maybe days.
0: it'll be on Friday. I don't know if I'll be able to on Thursday. All right. We're... okay.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. Good
0: night.